0: Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm Pablo, and this is the Trained Professionals Podcast. December 2nd, Wednesday, December 2nd. And we have just witnessed history for the first time. We have seen a football game on a Wednesday, a Wednesday afternoon. So not even a primetime game, but a Wednesday afternoon game. A very strange turn of events. In fact, it ended with Trace McSorley coming in the game. Uh, I don't think anyone ever expected that, but... Ravens versus Steelers was quite interesting. Uh, I was rooting for the Ravens the entire time. I mean, I was listening to the Ravens uh, radio broadcast, and the guys were saying, if the Ravens won this game, Disney would make a movie about it because it would just be insane. And I'd be 100% down to watch that because this that, that, this has been the craziest turn of events in the NFL season throughout 2020. Uh, Pablo, what are your thoughts about the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought Tuesday night football – with the Bills and the Titans, I thought that was weird. But, dude, turning on the TV at 3.30 in the afternoon and watching a game on NBC, I thought I'd never say that before. But, you know, everything in 2020 has been crazy. So we should have expected this. I I was going for – oh, sorry. What?
0: No, you're fine. I was just going to say the reason behind them putting it on at 3.40 in the afternoon – is that the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting was happening. Uh, I Oh, was that actually whole, why? Yeah, my whole entire point is now invalid. But uh, I was going to say, like, do you really think, like, the same audience who is watching football is going to be watching that? But I realized it's on the same network, so they can't have it conflicting. But, like, yeah. I think like, six million very- people tuned in last year. But,
1: yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. The NFL super stingy with, like, copyrights, broadcasting, and all that. So that makes total sense. That's a total Roger Goodell move. Um, you know, I was I'm going sick. for the Ravens, underdog, like RG3, but it's really good for the Patriots that they lost because the Patriots have a tiebreaker over the Ravens. So it was kind of a win-win situation for me. Like, yeah. oh, shoot, the Steelers won, but that's actually better for the Patriots. So I didn't mind.
0: Too much. I mean, I really just – this game really didn't matter to me besides I have them as my Super Bowl pick. Uh, real quick, I'm adding a caveat to my Super Bowl pick. Uh, the Ravens will win the Super Bowl if Trace McSorley is the quarterback.
1: 100% agree with you there. I mean – When you throw a touchdown pass on your first three attempts, that, that shows that you're, you're ready for the big game.
0: He, I mean, I was just looking at his Instagram today. He seems ready.
1: You know? Oh yeah, did did you see that play? He scrambled for like five yards and got absolutely rocked by I think Benca Fitzpatrick. And he was getting up like super pumped. He's he he's got he's got an attitude,
0: you know. He's got he he's a competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Just uh, we don't have to talk about this game too much. I mean, it, it, the Steelers looked awful. I mean, it was closer than everyone thought it was really going to be. Uh, but we could talk about the Steelers on trash or cash because I really think that that's something that needs to be talked about, but that's a little preview for sunday uh so I mean, what are we thinking like about that uh last play there the first down quote unquote I mean, it's just terrible um but, I yeah. guess everybody's seen it
1: but the two ball spots in the two different games, one of them was a first down and one of them wasn't into the same exact spot. You can't have that. It needs to and, be very clear,
0: very and even. And even the one that wasn't a first down was actually even like further up to the sticks. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, NFL and officiating
1: also, has not been up to par.
0: No, not at all. Like, I, I wonder like how often do these eyes exams happen. Uh, like, it's crazy because, <laughs> like, it, it wasn't even close to the spot. Like, that's the thing. You watch it on the camera and you're – I mean, is it just pride? Can they not admit that they were wrong the first time? I don't even know, man. The NFL
1: is a very prideful organization, so that would make a lot of sense. They don't like admitting
0: they're wrong. I, I mean, I legitimately wonder because, like – everyone saw it like it's not just i mean these people are paid to do this these people are paid to officiate these games and if you ask every single person who was watching that game today and saw that spot i mean there are little jokes about it i mean it happens all the time in nfl officiating and i wonder like how do you mess something up that's just so obvious
1: yeah i mean that's why the xfl was superior because they had um a guy who wasn't a ref review every play from a skycam, and he could buzz down the officials whenever he wanted and tell them, Oh, reverse the call. And I think and that he just had NFL like ultimate authority.
0: Done. Did he have like ultimate authority? Just like whatever he said went.
1: Um. Well, he, he, he had authority to pause the game <clears> before the next play. Again. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And he wasn't a ref too. He wasn't like a league official. He was like some independent guy who they hire you know
0: that's probably a good idea like some guy who just isn't who isn't paid by the xfl and just yeah i think that's an awesome idea uh yeah. definitely one of the things that nfl should develop anyways yeah. uh enough about that game there is no thursday night game tomorrow unfortunately so what we're going to do instead uh is th- th- this is kind of the best of both worlds because uh the bills actually never got a Thursday night preview because their game got moved because of the Tuesday night football versus the Titans. Uh, So we're, if you couldn't tell already, we're going to review Monday night football and talk about some of the talking points for that game. Uh, Pablo, I'll let you start.
1: Yeah. The game will be played in state farm stadium in Arizona. The 49ers are home technically, but, This is the first time this season where a team's had to relocate. And it's going to be pretty – it's going to be so weird. I mean, you have some bad memories of State Farm Stadium building. I was
0: just about to say that that was probably the worst location it could have ever been at. Like, like out of all the places in the United States of America, they had to choose that stadium. But, anyways. Uh,
1: Would not be surprised if the whole Bills secondary had some post-traumatic stress seeing <laughs> the field. Uh,
0: they they did the, against the Chargers. They let up a Hail Mary versus uh, Justin Herbert. I <laughs> I don't know if uh, anyone has seen this play, but they actually did it twice in a row. It was, like, fourth and 20, like, fourth and 27. Yeah. And he throws up a dime to this dude who pushed off and caught the ball. They And then it's even further back now fourth and 27 they throw it and there was three defenders around the guy it it gets bounced up in the air and he catches it and it's a first down I mean the game it was a two-score game at that point but I mean he didn't score but I just it's just baffling
1: yeah I mean if that situation comes up again and it's a one-score game he'd be a little bit scared
0: yeah I I I don't know. I heard a guy who's a Bills uh, podcaster. He said that uh, his concern level is quite low about that because, I mean, it's just kind of fluky, really. But, uh, I mean, it happens. But let's just talk about this. Uh, Give me a score prediction for the Bills versus the San Francisco 49ers at State Farm Stadium.
1: I'll give it a... 28-17 28 to 17 victory for the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen has a solid game. Maybe three touchdowns, one interception. Um, maybe cracks 300 yards. I think Josh Allen has a you know decent game. Um, but the 49ers are so injured, so I don't think Nick Mullins could pull off a victory against the Buffalo Bills whatsoever.
0: Yeah uh was just i mean i'm i'm actually i i've been listening about this game i listen every week to a bill's podcast and they review the games for the bills so uh he went quite in depth about it so i can talk pretty extensively about it uh kyle shanahan's offense is kind of like the rams offense in the sense that they go from uh you know sideline to sideline they go horizontally as opposed to vertically they don't have much of a vertical passing game and they're going to try to get uh, around you with Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They're going to try to get some end arounds and do a whole bunch of stuff, but I think that Tremaine Edmonds is a good enough linebacker to recognize that, and he's very smart, so I think he can call out what he thinks is going to happen, but uh, they're not, they're not going to beat us vertically. If they do, then it's kind of like that Kansas City game where Uh, Patrick Mahomes had like his worst game of the season against the Bills and we just dared them to run the football and that they did. They got like 274 yards on us rushing. Uh, Pat Mahomes had, I think, a career high attempts of rushing for 10 10 rushing attempts because we locked up their receivers. But uh, I think our pass defense is much better than our run defense. So if we dare them to throw the ball ball vertically, then I don't think that they're going to beat us that way. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, that, ho- yeah, that
1: horizontal style of offense is really hard to um, get a like, successful play out of because you have to turn the corner really fast. And I know the 49ers have receivers who can do that. But I think the Bill Secondary, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde are able to shut blocks and stop that because you can't be running that same style of offense the entire time. Yeah. And if they do try to do that, I think you guys will be able to lock that up pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, And also, the guy that they have back there, I mean, really, with this offense, I don't think it matters who's back there. You could put just about anyone back there, and I think it'll run efficiently. That's why I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is that great of a quarterback. I think he's a great game manager. He's a better game manager than Nick Mullins, to be fair. But I think you could put just about anyone back there, mitch trebitsky, and if you and if if you just told him to do one thing and to do it really well, he would be a good enough quarterback to like get decent stats, just like jimmy g so uh yeah, but I don't think that there's much to this offense because i really i mean without George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo, where's the playmaker really uh, I guess it's Raheem mostert, but uh, if you couldn 't tell i 'm kind of tending towards a bill 's win, so let me give a score right now. I think that we break thirty uh this defense is still pretty injured. I think they lost like they obviously lost Nick bosa, which is just the biggest loss of the season for them on that defense uh, so yeah, we break thirty uh let me give it thirty three to what do we give up? Uh, it's really low scoring for the 49ers. I think like, I don't know, a 13, it's going to be, it, it's not going to be a close game. I don't think uh, mm-hmm. just because I trust this Bill's defense from what I've seen from them. they are different defense than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I think that we can put up above 30 on this team because the, the just the injuries have really struck them pretty hard. And, uh, I hope to see this like it like it is. I, I really – but, like, when I look at it, and I think when most people look at it, they shouldn't see a close game, really. I, what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, what I see for this game is I think Zach Moss and Devin Singletary should really, you know, get their feet wet in this game. Because yeah. um, you guys are obviously going to beat them in the passing game. I think if I was Sean McDermott, I'd get an early lead and then start pounding the ball on the yeah. ground.
0: And try to you know I, I have those that, stats. Yeah, I don't think that's a conservative style of football, though. I think that that's a smart style of football. Just pounding the rock after you've already established that you're going to win. But the thing is, I think we can run it effectively. I saw like you know flashes for Devin Singletary against the Chargers. I know you, I told him, uh, I told you all to start him in fantasy. Uh, he would have had much better stats if it wasn't for that fumble he had. And after that, we had two turnovers in a row right there. So, just two drives that weren't – that just didn't happen. He could – I mean, we were going to run the ball on those drives too. So, he could have very well had above 100 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, but true that there were those turnovers and we didn't get as many drives. So, anyways, I think you're 100% right about the run game there. Uh you got anything else to say, kind of, about the score or like, you know, strategy, um, I mean, maybe? I,
1: I agree with your score. Um, I don't think the 49ers will break 20. Um, yeah. That's really all I have to say. Um, the 49ers are very weak, but they have shown that they can pull up since. They did it last week. I don't know how they did against the Rams, who are very inconsistent. I don't know what to think about the Rams right now.
0: Same here. Um,
1: But the Bills aren't really choking games that much. So I think the Bills will hold on to this. I don't see another upset from the 49ers this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Give me a player to watch for this game.
1: Player to watch. I'm going to go on the defensive side. And I'm going to say Tremaine Edmonds. Because San Francisco is going to be relying so much on their run game, I think if Tremaine Edmonds has a big game and is able to stop the run, he could win AFC Player of the Week for defense because I know San Francisco will not be attacking through the air, as you said. So I say Tremaine Edmonds, watch him, see how he plays against the run, um, and I can see a really good game from him this week.
0: You stole the prayer right out of my lips. (laughs) Uh, that that was going to be my player to watch. That's okay. I can adjust on the fly. I'm going to go to the run game. Like you said. Uh, so I'll give you two players to watch Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, you better believe that I'm encouraging you to start Devin Singletary this week. It's a great matchup. And I think that this is going to be a positive game script for him where they could get ahead and they could just pound the football. Uh, Don't look at last week's game as kind of, you know, a a bad game for him. If you watch the film and you see how he was doing, I think he had his highest yards per carry that game. Uh, So, really, uh, you got to look at the right stats. You can't just look at the overall game stats. And I was watching the entire game. Trust me, uh, if you didn't see it, he was having an awesome game. That was an unlucky fumble that, I mean – yeah, it's, he's not a fumble machine like uh, Chris Carson was for a little while last year. But anyways, that's a little bit of a fantasy advice from professionals right there. I'm not going to talk about it during that section, but just know I encourage you to start Devin Singletary this week. Uh, Too little plug. Yes, precisely. Uh, a narrative for this game for me is – I'm going to give kind of an obscure narrative. You got Kyle Shanahan and you got Sean McDermott you got one of the best defensive minds in football going up against one of the best offensive minds in football. I think that's just such an interesting battle. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a good reason to watch this game. I know the 49ers are injured and I know that maybe you're not the biggest fan of the Bills. Not many people are. But just for the sake of that narrative right there, it, I think it's going to be an interesting football game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh one more thing uh there was a quote from Richard Sherman today that Jimmy Ward was the one of the best safeties in the league or maybe the best safety in the league. Uh I I think he's really good. I think he's an extremely good player. Number one safety in the league though. I mean I <laughs> I don't even think he's the There's number so one many safety. At safety. Yeah, I really don't even think he's the number one safety in his conference. Uh Bud Baker much better yeah. safety than he is. Uh, even, uh, even with his struggles this year, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. He came from the jets, Jamal Adams, still a better safety than uh, Jimmy Ward, but uh, I'll give him solid number three in his own conference, uh, in the NFL. I don't think he's the best safety in the league. Uh, I don't think you can really re- listen to what Richard Sherman says and take it very seriously, but yeah. Um, yeah.
1: He's very, so. very vocal on social media.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, Yeah. A lot of stuff has been going on on social media, like, this week. Like, like I, I don't know. I just feel like may, maybe I just have been in tune with it kind of more. But, like, uh, Jake Paul calling out Conor McGregor, the best <laughs> UFC fighter of all time. Like, I, I – That's crazy. Anyways, yeah. But, I. You got anything else to say about this game? Not really, no. Yeah, Pablo was shaking his head at me. Uh, Let's uh, wrap this up. We're going to come back to you with some fantasy advice from the professionals. Stay tuned. with some fantasy advice from the professionals. Uh, This week is a good week. It is the week before playoffs. So you got to make your push this week, get your wins. Uh, If you lose, maybe you're out. I don't know. This is a big week for everyone. Uh, Currently, I am the eighth seed in Pablo and I's league. So I'm trying to maintain that because there are only eight playoff spots. Uh, So this week is an important week for me. And I just said I'm sure it's an important week for everyone else. Uh, they, these are – for me, these are some of the guys you can keep through the playoffs maybe, and they could definitely help you if you're struggling at some spots, maybe some injury happened or something like that. Uh, So, Pablo, start it off.
1: Yeah, my first guy, he's going to help you for sure this week, and that's a guy we already talked about, but I'm going to mention him again. I think you should start him at your flex. And that's Alan Lazard, wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers. Look, he's playing Philly. And Philly let DK Metcalf stomp all over them last week on Monday Night Football. Or a couple days ago, actually. And then Alan Lazard on primetime, he had 12 points. Not too bad. He had four receptions, 23 yards, and a touchdown. But he's averaging 13 points a game. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been looking for him since he got back from injury. So, Alan Lazard will have a big day against the Philadelphia Eagles because their secondary has shown that they let big-body receivers kind of go by. I was going to say MVS, but Philadelphia quarterbacks kind of have a little bit of speed, but they can't really go up against those big, deep-threat receivers like Alan Lazard. So, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for him a lot this week. So, I think he's claimed in most leagues – But if you have him, consider starting him at your flex this week. If you're injured at wide receiver or whatever it is, I think Alan Lazard on your starting lineup is the recipe for success this week. If you're looking for a win.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that Devontae Adams is always going to get that attention in the offense. Yeah. I think Adam Lazard is definitely a great start, especially against Philly. Uh, he, I, I mean, what are we setting the cap at? Like probably one touchdown? I mean. One touchdown. The thing about MVS is he's not like Adam Lazard in the sense that Aaron Rodgers likes to go to him. If he's open down the field, he'll hit him, and that's not always going to happen in every single game. So it's an unreliable sort of way to play fantasy. Uh, he hit, runs like a Tyreek Hill sort of style of wide receiver. So the only difference is Tyreek Hill gets open just about for a deep shot every single game, I'd say. So Yeah, and uh, Patrick Mahomes looks for him all the time. Yes, precisely. Uh, Adam Lazard uh, – Adam. Alan Lazard. I don't know what I said. It was kind of a combination. Uh, he's going to be in the slot. He's going to get those dirty yards, you know, a whole bunch of targets from Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get peppered. Uh, same with the Adams. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. that Aaron Rodgers has been, has been having an awesome season too. Uh, he's been in fantastic, just absolutely lights out. He's been on a tear. Um, so I, I think he's my MVP right now, honestly.
1: Yeah. I mean, one final note about Aaron Rodgers is once, if he feels he's having a good game and is going up against a weak defense, he loves to throw it. He loves to pad his stats. He had like four, five touchdowns four or five <laughs> touchdowns last week against the bears and i think he's gonna have a similar game this week so even though Devonte adams might get a lot of attention alan Lazard will get a touchdown this week from aaron Rodgers if he's feeling it it's a safe pick for me
0: and then uh with that same token uh i just picked this guy up last week because mark andrews has covid i picked up robert tanyan he's been on and off uh but he had a huge game last week. So, I mean, he's worth a look if you need one, Need a tight end, uh, especially considering the fact that tight end has not been deep. I've mentioned him in the past, but definitely a good pickup if you want. Um, let's see. So my first guy, ignore just about everything I said about that Monday Night Preview just before. Pick up Debo Samuel. Uh, this guy – is the entire 49ers offense right now. Him and Raheem Mostert. There is no one else. Absolutely no one. Uh, Debo had a huge game last week um, against the Rams, and I think he'll do it again against the Bills. Uh, I was saying that I have confidence that our defense has improved. The one thing that we have been awful at is stopping the run. Uh, Now you think to yourself, Debo Samuel is a wide receiver. True that, but they love to use him on the end around. And also, uh, we're not so great in the screen game. Uh, we have an issue with tackling, so, and he's amazing at sort of uh, getting that yak yards. And I, I think it's a great matchup this week for Debo Samuel. Uh, pick him up if you need a wide receiver. And I think you can use him throughout the playoffs, too, uh, especially considering the fact that 49ers still kind of have a chance at the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't know how much of one really uh, they might be out of it, but Hey, uh, you know, might, might as well. I mean, yeah, I think it's an awesome pickup. Uh, go pick up Debo.
1: Yeah. Debo's available in a lot of leagues because he's been injured. Now he seems to be playing like he's fully healthy. He's recovered. He's battled COVID. Um, he's battled a leg injury at the beginning of the season. And he's playing very good football, the football he was playing, like he was the uh, towards the end of the season last year. So that's a great pickup,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's your next guy?
1: My next guy, I'm going to help you guys again with tight end. It's Evan Ingram. He came last week was one of his best weeks. Um, he came off of a 12-point game. He's averaging 7 points a game. So, it's not that good, but most it's tight not ends are. It's not bad for a playing. tight end, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He had 6 receptions for 129 yards. Now he is playing the Seahawks, but the Seahawks like to play down to their opponents. Yeah. We saw that against Philly a little bit. Um And I think the New York Giants are a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're the number one team in their division. So they're going to want to keep pushing for that top spot for as long as they can. So they're going to be playing really competitive football. Colt McCoy is going to need a safety blanket against this Seahawks defense. And the weak spot of the Seahawks defense is the secondary. So, I say pick up Evan Ingram for tight end this week
0: to help you. That's a little bit of a spicy take for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure people are salty with Evan Ingram. uh, And his production this year has just not been the same Evan Ingram that we know and love. Uh, Part of that, I think, is Daniel Jones. He's questionable for the game, really. It doesn't look like he's going to play, but, you know, uh, You never know with these injury reports. He could or could not, but Colt McCoy seemed to like the throat of him. So uh, I think I agree with you here, especially because of tight end. If it was another position where maybe this guy was kind of sketchy all season, I might disagree. But since it's tight end, I mean, you got to try out just about anyone, really, at this point.
1: Yeah, and he's available in a lot of leagues as well. So Evan Ingram is a guy who should be on waivers. And I know if you don't have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, you have an open spot on your tight end basically. So pick him up, try him out, rent him for a week. If you like him, the fee is one spot on your roster. But other than that, shouldn't be too bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad price to pay for a good production. Um, I hope I don't take one of your guys here because I'm going to be talking about a few of them. Uh, Just about every receiver on the Houston Texans. (laughs) Uh, Will Fuller just got uh, suspended for six games for using PEDs. Uh, That's a whole other story that we could talk about another time, but the doctor apparently he was going through gave it to him. So uh, sounds pretty suspect, but – uh, doesn't really matter. The NFL has made their decision anyways. So Kiki Kuti, Brandon Cooks, and Duke Johnson. Cooks, I'd say, is the number one, uh, and Johnson, too. I'd say they're tied, really. Uh, get them if you can. Um, Duke Johnson has been awesome catching the football out of the backfield. Brandon Cooks is the number one receiver right now. There's no Kenny Stills right now. So Cooks and Kiki Kuti are going to be getting the targets in that offense. Deshaun Watson's going to want to spread the ball because he used to pepper Will Fuller with targets. Now uh, now that he's gone, it's going to – each person's targets are going to go up about maybe two or maybe even three a game. That, I mean, that that would be really great for Brandon Cooks and Kiki Kuti's production. Uh, if you can, if you want one of these guys, I'd say Kiki Kuti is last on the list. But – Duke Johnson, Brandon Cooks, go pick them up if you haven't already, and I think that they're going to be quite productive with you, for you, uh, without Will Fuller.
1: I agree a little bit with Brandon Cooks and Duke Johnson, but they're playing the Colts, and the Colts' defense is a whole other beast compared to the Lions, Um, and I definitely think that their stock is up, due to Kenny Stills being released and Will Fuller being suspended. If the Colts defense is having a little bit of a, I guess, hangover, could you call it, from playing the Titans a week ago, if they're still a little banged up, I can see Deshaun Watson having having a game and getting these receivers. I actually think Duke Johnson should do really well because he catches it out of the backfield and because he runs. And Brandon Cook should have a game. Kiki Kuti
0: um I'd watch him a little bit but yeah uh that's really if you're struggling flex wide receiver 3 Um, he's more of a stash pick for me for the playoffs uh wait until the matchups are better than uh, the Colts so yeah.
1: yeah and the Texans should be playing the Jaguars yeah they should be playing the Jaguars in these next few weeks coming up
0: so, yeah, so keep that, them on your roster yeah, that's always a great start. Uh, Pablo, who's your last guy?
1: My last guy is quarterback. Since we are on the theme of the rotating quarterback, it's Taysom Hill. He's playing the Falcons. This is his third consecutive start. His first start it was against the Falcons, and he had a very good game against them, 233 yards and a rush touchdown, rushing touchdown. Last week, he only had 78 yards in the air but he had two rushing touchdowns. And that's why I'm telling you to pick up Taysom Hill and start him because these rushing touchdowns are like the diamonds of NFL fantasy quarterback play, right? Because there's six points and he sneaks it in from the one or he takes it in from wherever in the red zone. Usually that's where Taysom Hill likes to run. He gets that rushing touchdown. He's had three in two games. I think that continues today or on Sunday. And he's averaging 20 points a game in these two games that he started, and that's really good. So I'd say pick him up. And the Saints also have a really easy schedule coming up in these last few weeks of the season. So he's definitely worth a spot on your roster um, for the rest of the season, and I think he's definitely worth a, a start this week.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, those rushing touchdowns really come in handy. As an NFL quarterback, Taysom Hill is not that great at all. <laughs> uh, he can't really throw that well. But I'll tell you what, it's like having a running back at your quarterback who sometimes throws the football. And it's it's really cool to see that uh, he is going to get you a solid 20 points uh, because of his rushing ability. Uh, his rushing yards are worth more than pass yards, and his rushing touchdowns are worth more than passing touchdowns. So uh, that's pretty great to have on your roster. Um, I agree with that pick. Uh, for streaming purposes, uh, they are playing the Falcons, so that's also a great pick. Um, what if I told you this? This guy throughout the season has averaged 17.59 points per game. He just put up 18.8 points uh, 25 attempts for, uh, 25 completions out of 45 attempts, uh, 215 yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception. Uh, that sounds like pretty good stats, right? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so 18.8 fantasy points. That's what you're looking at there. Uh, I know you all are probably looking at your phones right now, trying to figure out who the hell is he talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Carson Wentz. Yeah. he uh, <laughs> um, tricked me, Steve. I did trick you. I totally did trick you. Just like I tricked every single one of you. Listen, he's not pretty when he's playing. It doesn't look good. Uh, we saw his rushing ability kind of. He had 42 rushing yards, and he very well could have had a rushing touchdown. That would have added uh, six more points to his total. So that would have been 24 fantasy points. If I got that out of a streaming option, I would be ecstatic. This week they have the Packers. Uh, I think it's going to be a negative game shirt because, like you said, Aaron Rodgers loves to pat those stats, and I think that they're going. To, it's going to be an absolute foot race. Uh, so it's, they have uh, Green Bay as the number eight defense against quarterbacks. Uh, I don't really believe that. I don't think Green Bay's defense is anything to allow about, really. They're not really that great. Uh, The only people I'd say are great on there are, uh, I think, Darnell Savage from uh, Maryland, the safety, pretty good. And then Jair Alexander, obviously. Uh, And both of them
1: have been underperforming this season.
0: They have, yeah. Both of them have been extremely underperforming. Uh, Jair Alexander has been great, though, uh, even though he is underperforming for his standards. Yeah, Uh, for his standards. Precisely. And I think that there's so many weapons to really – for Carson Wentz to go to. I think it's just a great start. Just I, I, It's kind of a gut feeling thing. But listen, Carson Wentz, his worst games, he's put up three really bad games. So he had 12 points, 8 points, and 8 points. The rest of his games, I mean, he's had oh, 13 points. But he's had 21, 21, 17, 29, 27, 14, and 18. And then – Uh, His other bad games, I would say, are 18, 18, 13, and 12. So he's had four bad games. The rest of them have been pretty good. Uh, And I think he's just a good screaming option, really. I mean, listen, I think he's pretty good in real life, too. I don't think the Eagles should bench him for Jalen Hurts. I think that he can turn it on, and I think that he is going to pick it up. It's still a tight race in the NFC East, and I think that he knows that. And I think that he knows he's playing for his job, really. So he's going to try – I mean, he knows – it's not like he doesn't hear about the Jalen Hurts whispers. He knows that his job is on the line. He's trying his best here. So give him a shot in fantasy, and I think that he'll provide um, – yeah, so that's that's kind of my uh, quarterback start of the week.
1: You know what I'm going to do, Steve? What are you
0: going to do? I'm going to pick
1: him up, and I'm going to start him. And on Sunday, when we have our afterthoughts, I'm gonna let you know everything. All my emotions are gonna be let out. I'm either gonna be praising you, or I'm gonna be pretty mad because in both my leagues, I'm on the verge. Uh, well, I've secured—I've secured a spot in one league. On the other league, I'm very, very close in a tight race.
0: Well, uh, in our league, at least one of the guys has him already. Um, oh. Yeah, William has him it's on his makes sense yeah it does make sense Eagles fan he's Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz uh I mean I bet you could trade for him (laughs) I wouldn't do that I don't recommend trading for Carson Wentz uh but he's worth a pickup uh yeah I don't know
1: yeah I mean if his line is able to hold up I'll give you that he should have some time to find an open receiver or he can use his legs, which I think is really good for you for fantasy. Because as Steve said with Taysom Hill, your rushing uh, points are double the amount of points uh, than passing. So if he has to escape the pocket a lot and he has to gain yards with his legs, that's very good for you. So I'm I'm giving you this one, Steve, but in real life, I don't like Carson Wentz at all. He's my Cliff Kingsbury
0: <laughs> I I don't mind Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't think he's qualified to be an NFL head coach. <laughs> really, I, mean, I just, I don't know. But uh, I, I think Carson Wentz gets more hate than he deserves. I mean, he for me, he's the only bright spot on that team, really. Everyone else has kind of been dysfunctional. It's, it's hard to blame him for me, at least. So uh, I'll do some more research about Carson Wentz, really look into it, but... Um. Yeah, you got any more fantasy players or not?
1: No, I've given you running back or wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback, and I think you guys should be set. Steve gave you some pretty good advice as well. So good luck to everybody in the playoff push this week.
0: Yes, sir. Definitely. Good luck to everybody. Hope you win your leagues. Uh, go. Oh, two more points before I close this out. Go pick up the Browns' defense. Uh, they have a game. Who are they facing? Hang on. Uh, their last two weeks. They're playing the Titans. They're playing the Titans this week. But then the week after that is the playoff race. So if you have them for the playoffs, uh, you are going to play the Giants and the Jets in week 16 and 17. But then before that, they have – the Baltimore Ravens. So they have the Ravens. Then they have the Giants and the Jets for the championship. Uh, I think having the two New York teams back to back like that is good enough for me to go pick them up.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Very smart. Very uh, forward
0: thinking. Yeah, that's quite forward thinking. Uh, stash them away if you have room on your bench. Uh, drop someone like Gus Edwards. You're not going to use them. Um, <laughs> you got any got anything else?
1: I mean just one final point for the listeners is I know like the questions segment of the Afterthoughts mm-hmm. podcast has been like non-existent for the last few weeks.
0: Those but are that's on need- me too, yeah. Uh for whoever's listening, submit your questions to us. Uh I'm going to post on the story right after that I record this. Uh submit your questions to us and we will answer them. But if you
1: want fantasy advice, like should I start this guy or this guy, in the playoff, in the playoff, I guess the in your playoff weeks, DM uh, at TPP Sports and we'll probably let you know.
0: I think Uh, that'd be a good idea. You can also DM us personally uh, at Pablo Maserati. You can DM me at Steviep. One three, and you can't. DM Tommy. <laughs> uh, he, he, <laughs> uh, that's another story. You, you just can't do it. Um, speaking of Tommy, he wanted me to tell you guys that he's on the move, that the feds found him. We exposed his location last week. We're sorry, Tom, but he is now in another undisclosed location. Uh, yeah, just uh, just know he sends his best wishes. He's on the run, but he will be on the podcast tomorrow probably in the bunker of an undisclosed location yeah smart move by tom very smart move uh so just look out for him if he shows up at your house one day we didn't send him there all right that's gonna do it for fantasy advice from professionals we're gonna come back to you with some division collision stay tuned Are back to you with some division collision uh we're going to be talking about i think this year people were expecting them to be the best, best division in football and i think they've kind of lived up to that expectation really all of these teams have been quite competitive in this division uh i'm sure you have one in mind but let's see if you're right we're going to be talking about the nfc west uh incredible division i think Everyone saw in the beginning of the season, every single one of these teams could have made the playoffs. Uh, And I think the Rams have been overperforming and the 49ers have been underperforming. But uh, Seahawks and Cardinals, I think, have just been on par about where people expect them to be. Pablo, who's your division winner?
1: Full take. I'm taking the Rams. I know they've been inconsistent. Um but i don't know they they have the weapons there both on offense and on defense and i think if they beat the seahawks one more time and they really have a shot if they sweep the seahawks they lock up they lock up that division because the cardinals will be a wild card 7-6 maybe so i don't think the cardinals after that loss against the patriots so devastating but After that loss, they're not. They're kind of knocked out of the play, the the division race for me. So it's really between the Rams and the Seahawks. And if the Rams can pull that one win off, they can, they can be the the division winner in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I don't agree. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I. I don't think Jared Goff is a good quarterback, period. I mean, he's just uh, – like, I, I don't know. That You can't win a division without good quarterback play. Uh, it's kind of interesting because I think the rest of the Rams is good and Jared Goff is bad. And we're seeing the inverse of that with the Seahawks. The entire rest of Russell Wilson's team is bad besides D.K. Metcalf, really. And he's just insane. So.
1: Uh look, look let me tell you their schedule so they have the Cardinals next and we're seeing a pattern with the Rams is that they're winning and losing they're alternating so they just lost so they should win next week and then they're going to lose against the Patriots right they're yes. going to get they're going to get absolutely kicked then they're playing the Jets that's its peak for itself right yes. then they're playing the Seahawks which I'm predicting them to win in my scenario and then they're playing the Cardinals again they could lose that they could win that so my final record for them would be it would be 11 and 5
0: so if they, 11 go, if five, they go 11 and 5 does that include them beating the cardinals twice no it does not so it's 10 and 6 because actually Do they i don't know the cardinals both times
1: the Rams and Cardinals game, the second one, is on week is in week 17 and that could have like a ton of playoff implications. So I can see the Rams going all out in this game. So I'll give them that win, beating them twice. They'll shoot yeah. the, the Cardinals 11 and 5. I think
0: they're good enough to do that and I think the Cardinals are bad enough to get swept by the uh, by the Rams. If they do that, then they're my division winner too. But um, right now, for me, it's got to go to the Seahawks. Uh, it's the obvious pick, really. They just beat the Eagles uh, in a less than convincing manner. But I'm confident that Russell Wilson can carry them to a division win. just like he does every single year for that team. I mean, I feel so bad for him really. like it's like I, he he won a Super Bowl with them. And then, after that, they're like, "Okay, go do it by yourself like a whole bunch of more times, and we're not gonna support you whatsoever. It's like,
1: yeah, I think the team it, is preventing him from like getting the MVP votes. You know how he hasn't gotten a single one? Yeah, I think that's more on that's, his team because
0: that's insane,
1: exactly that is he's putting up good numbers, yeah. but his team is not the greatest." <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, uh, this is kind of the pattern with Russell Wilson. I mean, he does absolutely insane at the beginning of the year and then he kind of just falls off a cliff. I mean, he's been performing well enough. Uh, I think he had a great game against the Eagles, but, uh, we're just missing that kind of special Russell Wilson play that we see at the beginning of each and every season. And then we see a huge drop off. I don't understand it, but I still think he can do enough to win them the division. Uh, I think the Cardinals just miss the playoffs, <laughs> like, like I really mm-hmm. do. In this NFC, I could see the Vikings making it in and over them, like that. Yeah, I could totally see that. And I mean, that's a hot take, maybe, but I think the play calling is so bad from Cliff Chris King, Chris Kingsbury that they could miss the playoffs. And I think the Rams get the wild card spot over them. Uh, I think the Rams do beat them twice, just like you said. Uh, so I think this race is between the Rams and the Seahawks, really. Um, the 49ers yeah, – yeah, go ahead. The Rams are a playoff lock for me. They they might not
1: win – like, I have them winning the division, but if they don't, they're definitely in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I think they can perform there really well. Um, and then the 49ers – hang on. Let me check out their record right now. Um, they're 5-6. and six. So, they have a chance. They're just like the Vikings. They have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, they have to have a huge push. And I think George Kittle has to come back in, like, weeks 15 for them to have any sort of chance. Uh, I don't know what their upcoming schedule looks like. Uh, do you have it up there? Yeah, they have the Bills,
1: which we're saying is a loss. And then they have Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and then Seattle. So, they have a tough could... schedule.
0: But if George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo are back for uh, Arizona and Seattle, they have a chance in oh, those games.
1: That's true. Look, there's a lot. The last two weeks of these, of so week 16 and week 17 of crazy this weeks. division are all in division games, and they're all super important. So it's gonna. It's great that we're calling it now. Um, so that our predictions will either be
0: a boom or a bust, I think, you know. Yeah. And not yeah, just basing I think, it off of yeah current play. Yeah, we're totally laying our flag in the ground on who we think is the best division – or best team mm-hmm. in this division. Uh, totally, man. But This is why the section is so cool. Uh, but, yeah, I think the 49ers could totally end up making the playoffs. I think they could win both those last games if Jimmy Garoppolo and – uh, George Kittle are back. Uh, I think at that point they'd be. I, I they they definitely have more than a fighting chance. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna give them that just because
1: last week I said the Vikings are probably gonna get that last spot for me, and I don't want to say that this week
0: for the Forty ers So they're not. They're no lock whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Vikings is kind of our team. That's our team. We're, we're yeah. with the Vikings, and we want them to make it. Uh, we're rooting for them. But I'm just saying, if it's not the Vikings, I think the 49ers, I think they have even more of a chance of making it than the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. I mean, if the Cardinals' offense doesn't get its act together, they can lose many of the upcoming games.
0: Yeah. I think they have the talent. Just once again, Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury, just just fire him now. Avoid your pain for the next years of wasting Kyler Murray's career. Just do it. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, my standings would probably be Rams, Seahawks, both playoffs. And then Cardinals just miss. No, Cardinals make it. No, no. Cardinals don't make it and 49ers don't make it, but they will be the two teams that are right out of it. You know, they're the eight
0: and nine. Yeah. It's a good division. Good division. Very good division. Um, Let's see. So, I think our playoff picture is kind of coming into uh, focus here. Let me just announce right now who my teams are. So, my rankings are Seattle, uh, L.A., uh, San Francisco, then uh, uh, the Cardinals. So, uh, Seahawks, Rams um, – whatever that team I just said, was 49ers and then Cardinals. That's my rankings. Uh, I see the Rams and Seahawks both making it. And uh, I see the 49ers maybe being on the fringe. So right now, let's talk about who we have. So right now as our division winners, I think we have the Packers, right? Yeah, we both had the Packers. We both had the Packers. And then did we say the Bucks or the Saints? We're gonna win the NFC South.
1: That was like the first one we did. I think I might have had the Bucks because I was I was high on Tom Brady and I think you had the Saints. No, maybe you didn't because I think Drew Brees got injured.
0: Yes. That week that we did it. Maybe, maybe. Uh so right now. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm taking this maybe I took the Bucks. I don't know. We have to look back at the tape, but either, I think, are, are we sure that both those teams are making the playoffs, the Bucs and the Saints?
1: I'm sure the Saints will. I don't know about the Bucks, but because I said them earlier, I'm sticking with them. I think the Bucs can squeeze in. They have a more realistic shot than like the Vikings, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So right now I think our playoff picture is looking like Packers win NFC North. Uh, And then Saints win NFC South. Uh, I think we can agree on that. And then Bucks make the wild card. Rams make the wild card. And then I think that's – we could talk about the uh, NFC East. I don't think they're getting any wild card spots. So I think it's between the Vikings Mm and the 49ers for me on who gets that last wild card spot. And I think I'll give it to the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Um, we'll fill in that fourth seed when the time comes. That'll be a yeah. very important
0: section. I think, I think we talked about it uh, earlier. Uh, we talked about it the other week on the Megapod. We made our predictions on who was going to win the division. I had the Eagles. Pablo had the fo- – no, I had, Dallas. No, I had Dallas. I had the hot take. Yeah, you had you had the Cowboys. Uh, mm-hmm. I think our takes are going to change by the time we talk about the NFC East. We're saving them for last because that race is so close. So, uh, yeah, and I think I think that's going to be a really close race. So, um, my Eagles take might change by then. But yeah, so that's kind of our playoff picture, how it looks right now. Um, yeah, you got anything else to say?
1: Not really. Um, I like the way the playoff picture came together though. I, I like our predictions. They look pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I think we totally made great predictions and I think that uh, yeah, the, totally. totally. I, I think we did a bang up job of this. Yeah. And then, so we're going to talk about the other AFC teams, uh, the other two AFC divisions, and then we're going to talk about the dreaded NFC East. Uh, so stay tuned for that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, you got anything else to say about the division?
1: No, it's a good division. I still think it's the best division in football because the 49ers are the worst team, quote unquote, and they're Quite almost good. 500.
0: So, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a great totally, division.
0: Totally a great division. Uh, it'll be a great division for years to come. That is going to do it for our week 13 NFL preview. Thank you all for tuning in. Tom and I are going to come to you tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you then.